Here's to courageous pioneers who understand a legacy is multifaceted. Welcome to our Legacy Planning Podcast, a podcast for leaders and visionaries of all ages. Whether you are an independent entrepreneur or someone who is part of a family business, you too can leave something of value behind for a greater purpose. Perhaps your legacy will improve workplace cultures, seize authentic moments, or inspire others with your talent. Your host, Angelina Carlton, is the founder of Design Your Legacy, a boutique advisory firm based in Beverly Hills, California. She is a mentor and coach to leaders like you and has contributed to Alliance, a philanthropy magazine, as well as to women in family business. She has been recognized by Los Angeles Biz as an LA woman of influence, as well as by World HRD Congress for her work. Remember, you deserve great coaching because your legacy is worth completing. Have you ever felt alone in developing your personal dreams and achieving your life's legacy? As a society, no matter our net worth, we can struggle with defining, developing, and executing our legacies because we can lack the confidence as well as clarity. In my legacy series, I showcase various speakers who share their personal experiences on how they are approaching and completing their legacies. These examples can be helpful to you in understanding what others have gone through so you can have positive role models to learn from. I hope you enjoy this conversation and it inspires you to take the next steps. My name is Angelina Carlton. I'm the founder of Legacy Planning, a boutique coaching and advisory firm based in Beverly Hills, California. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing Mateus. He is a former corporate executive who has lived in 15 countries, from Asia to Australia, as well as traveling to many more. He's also an adventurer who has crossed the Pacific Ocean on a yachting, uh, on a sailing yacht battling five major storms and a hurricane. He has competed in Ironman triathlon races and became the, an Ironman certified coach. But his biggest adventure was the one on the inside in discovering the fears, the insecurities, as well as the true potential within. Today, Matthias coaches people all around the world as he combines sailing with coaching. He believes in dedicated empowerment and re-energizing his clients through yachting trips in Greece. Welcome, Mateus. Hello, Angelina. Thanks Hi. for having me. This is delightful. I'm so Great happy. to be here. Thank you. So did I miss anything in your background? I know that the 15 countries. <laughs> yeah. I love okay. them in Asia. Yeah. And I've been to California as well. Oh, okay, in my good. early twenties, okay. yeah, up in Tahoe, I was in, I was a ski instructor up in Lake Tahoe. Oh, Tahoe's beautiful. Yes, it's very nice. Yeah, I love the lake down there. So, would you share what inspired you to get into coaching, and what specifically do you get to coach others on? Yeah, sure, of course. So, as you mentioned before in my introduction, I've been in corporate for quite some time. In my most senior position, I was based in Singapore um, and I was looking for a hotel company in finance and business support for our hotels in, in Asia Pacific. So I was looking after hotels in, from Australia all the way up to Japan. And during that time, I, you know, I had teams reporting to me. I had probably teams of you know, up to 100 people um, if, if we take the entire region. And I've always been there to help and support people. My initial move to Asia in 2005, I was hired at the time to basically, you know, 
work myself out of a job. I, I normally went into hotels and I trained um, a local person in order to take over from me. And after two, three years, I would move on. So that's how I moved from, you know, to, from one country to the next country. Um, and as I, you know, as life continues and goes on, you know, you have your goals change and, and you become you know, inspired by, by various things in life. I, um, I ended up leaving the, the world of hospitality. I wanted to do my own thing. And I ended up becoming in a way a professional sailor. And I used a lot of the ways and means that I learned in my corporate career um, to help others achieve their goals and dreams. I, what happened was that when I met people um, along my journey, a lot of them were inspired by what I did. And I've been like on the road since I was 19. When I, when I was 19, I left Austria, I went to Australia. And that's a whole, I, I could probably just entertain you for an hour with that kind of story. Um, but what, what was happening with coaching was that I, I ended up just helping a lot of people. Um, and they gave me this kind of feedback, you know, and, and then I met somebody who was a psychotherapist and she told me, and I was helping her in, in her life. And, and I mean, it was by, by coincidence, I wasn't planning. We just met by coincidence during one of my trips on, on a sailboat. And, and she said, you know, I should look into this in, in, in more detail. Um, at the time we were speaking more about therapy work, like becoming a, a therapist or a psychologist. Mm -hmm. um, and through research, I then, I then found the coaching as a, as a profession. And um, so what I was lacking, I realized by, by you know, attending a couple of, of courses in coaching was that I had a certain skill set, but I didn't have a toolbox to use my skill set to help other people. So I basically acquired that, that toolbox by learning from some of the big names in. Yeah, so, so basically, you know, um, learning from, from them, um, they, they, they equip the students with a toolbox so you can go out and, and help people. Because what makes every coach unique or every coaching relationship is really who am I as a coach yes. and who is my client as a client, right? Yes. So I, I'm not the perfect fit for a lot of people, but there are a lot of people I'm the perfect fit for and they are the perfect fit for me. Yes. Also, not every client is my perfect fit. So there's people, you know, I speak to okay. and some of them resonate very well with who I am and others are, don't. So there are, you know, very various kind of coaches out there. And I think for people, they might resonate with one and they might not resonate with the other one. So it's up to every one of us to find the ideal person sure. to speak to. And to keep searching, what would you say that you get to uh, specifically coach people on high performance results? Yeah. Well, uh, at the moment, I'm concentrating on, on two niches. One of them is where I basically come from, the corporate executive. Okay. Um, who I was a finance director and a CFO later in my career. So at the time, I had a lot of the or my, I had I think I worked for five CEOs and managing directors in, in my life. Okay. And I, I realized how they came to me and they spoke to me about what it feels like to be on the top of, ah. of the business of the company, right? And as you grow, you know, you from a senior executive into like being at the top, mm -hmm. there is, you know, they have a lot of pressure on their shoulders from, from either shareholders, from 
from owners of businesses, from and also from the employees of your company. You know, everyone kind of wants something from you. Some people they want to have attention, others want result. You have your quarterly earnings report, you have your quarterly um, meetings, and there's just so much pressure. When a CEO and a manager director, they they rarely can can you know who do they go to to speak about what is going in, inside of them about all of this? Right, everybody wants a piece of them. Yeah, yeah. And if you go back to your own employees, you know, you might lose a bit of credibility because everyone expects you to know what you're doing in this job. Neither can you go to your shareholders and ask them for advice, right? Of course. Um, and it, and obviously there's analogies with, with sailing because I am, you know, I'm also a captain. And um, so when you are a captain of your own ship, you know, inside that you can relate to that understands you. And because through my finance background and having, you know, gone through many, many quarterly reviews, quarterly meetings, you know, reporting to shareholders, to owners. Um, I kind of understand what these people go through. In, in what their it is professions. to sure what it is to walk in their footsteps. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. And I can. And, and the second, sorry. I was just going to say um, what some of the, what I've heard from executives and people who are founders and owners in those positions is the intense loneliness, like you had just mentioned. Who can they talk to yeah. where they're allowed to let their guard down? and say, I don't have all the answers Yeah. compared to keeping that mask on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so that's that's kind of um, who I, I, I relate to. And and, um, and and the second part is um, people that have, you know, they wanna go follow a similar path for what I've done in my life, you know, you mm -hmm. wanna experience and, and, but they're being held back by, you know, an inner conflict, fear, anxiety, they don't often, you know, I need the money. I can't do this because I need to, you know, blah, 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 blah. And so there can be, you know, all sorts of people can be like, can be, you know, a, a teenager. I'm working at the moment with a teenager and I'm also working with um, artists. I have like mm -hmm. a, an art background. I, I used to be a drummer in my, in my teens and I relate really well to musicians and the pressure of a musician. Sure. Um, and just you know um working with, with your with your inner game but also you know with the outer game of people around you and people that feel being judged you know the how you, you inner talk working mm -hmm. a bit on 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 self-love and and, and know, redoing and redoing those dialogues and yeah. how we talk to ourselves yeah, yeah re reframe it yeah mm -hmm. i think it's very important because we often our biggest inner critic yeah like we constantly judge ourselves right like the entire day we walk around and we're being like, we're criticizing ourselves for everything we do. So it's really You're great. You're not doing you know, that you, right. You, yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and it's great for people also, you know, that's why you hire a coach because you can, you know, you can speak to them about all of this and we, we don't judge. We're very unbiased. Yes. We just listen and to encourage. them and then we reflect back to them. Yeah. And mm -hmm. we talk to them about, you know, what, what, what is going on in your mind all day long? Just tell me, you know, and, and let's try to reframe it and, and, and put a, a positive spin on it. Yeah. Absolutely. I wanted to echo something you just shared before we move on to the next thought, which is um, it's interesting mm. because when you're on a sailboat, the the lessons and the decisions are instantaneous in the physical 3D world. Yeah. Yes. And then if one translates that into the corporate business world, it's not as if uh, you're going to drown, but it's still um, the decisions impact people's lives. It's just maybe not as tangible when you're out on the Mediterranean and you have to go starboard and make a decision that moment. Yeah. Yes, with, with the pressure on your shoulders and your crew, depending on your leadership and your judgment. And can you make the right call that moment? 
Yes. Yeah, I think it's invaluable to be able to have a coach and an advisor to talk to someone. And um, one of the statistics that I mentioned, it's also in my company's um, executive summary, is I think uh, business coaching pulled in $10 billion um, in revenues recently, but it was 900% more for the technology industry. So I think that humanity needs to be able to have these inner conversations and also to be able to find a guide that they trust to lead them forward. So we don't just fall back into the conveniences of technology or only, we can also go on that, what you call that inner journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's certainly not happening in, in that field. Um, and, and let's take, you know, all the benefits of what technology offers us, but also, you know, we need, we need to bring the humans along with it. I think technology is so fast, it's progressing so fast, and a lot of people, they feel left behind. So th there is, you know, maybe with, through some, I know, pro bono coaching or, or you know, be, just the ability to reach out to people and, and take them along on, on this trip is, is really important. Um, yes. So what would you say are the top three values that you get to honor by what mm -hmm. you do today? Um, I mean, with my clients, what, what, what I'm looking for is a, uh, a willingness for them, you know, to, to play, let's put it this way. Um, one of my mentors, uh, he kind of, you know, uses um, the term play. It's basically, you know, you're really, you want this, you know, you want to play, you want to, come out you know you you let go of your mask mm -hmm. um like we often when we when we grow up we are putting on a mask and and we play a role we're like actors in our own lives you know we we want to be seen by other people in a certain way but deep inside of us there is something that wants to come out and um and when i when i work with somebody i want them to to you know, to recognize that fact and, and be open um, in it, because otherwise it, there's no point in, in doing um, any work uh, together. Um, so that's one, one of them. Um, then, you know, I'm trying to create a safe space. Um, so it's a, a trusting relationship, in particular with the executive coaching. I think okay. people, they need to be able to trust me 100% that whatever we speak stays, you know, be between the two of us. Right. Um, so the and so that trusting relationship I always had, I mean, as, as a finance executive, I think, and, and CFO, you know, this is something which everyone in the company can, you know, they need to be able to trust you in, in what you do. You know, you hold up or you hold all the numbers together. And, and that's, you know, that, that's a characteristic every, everyone needs to, needs to have in the position that I used to have. And also as a coach, you know, that's, that's you know, a given. Um, and, and, and the third thing I would say, you know, is just I, I want to I want to have the ability to provide value to to uh, to to my coaches and my clients. Um, if I see like I'm not somebody who keeps a client just for the sake of having somebody, you know, maybe earning money with it. Right. So I, if I if I can't provide any value, you know, there's no point in having a relationship. It's it's as important to me to provide value as it's probably for the coachee. Right. Um, to see the results. It needs and... to be an interaction, yeah. And it's also, you know, in, yeah, it, you know, I, I want my coaches to, to, to see really that they've, they've leveled up, you know, they, they went up in, in, their, in their lives, in their careers, no, no matter what, and, and spread the word as well, you know. I want to have good reviews, I want to have good testimonials, I want people to, 
to be inspired but but by our conversations and if i can't do this and you normally realize this quite fast you know once you start speaking to somebody you realize can i provide something to you or not mm-hmm. um and yeah so that's another aspect that i would say which is really really important for me so the value of contribution yeah okay okay that's wonderful. So I, what I'm hearing back is uh, the, the, the value of contribution as well as the uh, value of safety so that there can be that bubble of protection where somebody can just tell the truth compared to telling you partially the truth and then how do you guide them through to the next transformation yeah. that they need to have. Yes. Yeah. It's an important aspect because as a coach, you, you're listening, like you're asking questions, like normally some generic questions. And then you listen to what the client tells you and you're listening all the what, what he or she doesn't tell you. Mm-hmm. Right? And as you listen for that, you're asking maybe quite specific pointed questions on the area you feel the person isn't yet, you know, going there. Right. But the person, it's, it's like a very thin, fine line where, you know, you, you can't overstep. Um, otherwise, you know, they, they're going to block and they it's going to walk away. Too vulnerable. Um, yes. It will feel yeah, too vulnerable. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you kind of need to create that space first. And get a Where sense. people, they feel comfortable. They, they feel trusted. They feel that they can open up to you. Mm-hmm. And then you can go where you feel, you know, you need to go in order to achieve the goals that you have established together as part of the coaching uh, um, conversation. Yes. I might add the third value. It sounds like you also have a value around fairness. So that if you can provide the value, you will. And if you can't, you're not going to just drag them along. Yeah. 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 I, I wanted to highlight yeah. that point. I was having margaritas the other night with a, a group of ladies. And one of the ladies was about to transfer a million, multi-million dollar house, a multi-million dollar financial portfolio and so forth uh, to her daughter. She doesn't trust her daughter completely uh, for various different reasons. Um, her daughter's okay. um, kind of next gen in that age bracket and i remember asking her well how come you uh uh, uh you know how come you won't retain a coach or a, an advisor and, and i remember her yeah. answer back to me was well i had one and it didn't turn out well and so yes so it's very interesting that you've brought up that point because i think it's important to give voice to so that people yeah. know that they they still are at choice and they have uh, you know that transparency with uh, a coach to yeah not feel yeah. like they're trapped just because they have a problem. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That a coach is not there to I mean, exploit their weaknesses. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think I feel that a lot of coaches, they offer complimentary discovery calls. So normally there's like a no risk um, way for people to figure out um, like does a coach resonate with me well or not. Um, now, not always will you realize this in the first moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, you look at the re- reviews of, of, of the coach and, and what other people say about the coach and, and hopefully the, the, com- and, and the collaboration is, is going to be, you know, uh, beneficial uh, to, to, uh, to a client. Yeah. And it's also, and we, please go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And we wouldn't, I mean, we, we, as, we, as a coaching community, you know, we need to really work hard to establish certain standards. Yes. That, you know, there is no exploitation going on of, of any clients. Yes. Yes. Thank you for, for speaking into that. Yes. Okay. So what touches your heart the most about coaching um, and or receiving a great coaching session? Because it very is, it very much is a highly expen- how do I pronounce it? Experiential 
um, experience. It's, it's highly emotional. Yeah. It's, 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 you can feel it in your soul when there's a shift. So what touches your heart the most about coaching? Yeah. Well, when you see other people, when you speak to them about something and they say, this is what I want to do in life. But at the moment, I don't dare to go there. You know, there, there are too many mindsets that too many thoughts that hold me back from, from going there. And when you help them to analyze those and help them to, to move up um, the ladder, or move, move up um, to, to the next level. And you see how, how something, you know, just, just kind of a, a shadow falling off them and they suddenly, you know, their eyes start to sparkle. And, and, and also when, when you figure out with somebody's superpower, a lot of people, they might have a job that works somewhere, but they don't work in their superpower. They're either not aware of it or they don't dare to, uh, to be there. Yeah. So... I think, you know, one of the benefits of Corona was that a lot of people that started to look at, um, you know, what they've been doing in the past. Is it really what, what they enjoy? Um, you know, a lot of people, okay, they lost their jobs. Um, others, you know, had, you know, financial pressure. So there was also a time, you know, sometimes you need to go through these, through these um, uh, hard times also to reassess where we are in life. And, and, and yeah, I mean, th this is, you know, um, something where you as a coach can really assist or help somebody else and if you see somebody you know move forward in their life um, then this is a really really rewarding um, work um, right so they don't get yeah. stuck or stay stuck in the pain of being stuck yeah 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 because it's interesting what happens if, if somebody does get stuck, no matter what age they are or profession, there's such a, a shame and an embarrassment that can come with that. Because when you, when, if we loop back for a moment to the executives, it's, I'm supposed to have all the answers. Yeah. I can't show that I don't. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, uh, yeah. go ahead, please. <laughs> I know. And there's something which, which I, you know, felt myself is that when you sacrifice, like as you go through, through life, you know, you, some ideas pop into your head, what do you want to do in life? Um, and if you sacrifice those ideas and, and, and you just concentrate um, on, on making money, let's put it this way, like you want to be, you know, I don't know, make money, become rich, you know, buy this, buy this, buy that. Mm -hmm. um, and I've got nothing against money, you know, we only need money. Right. But as you, as you sacrifice too many of your inner desires and wishes, what you want, then there's some debt, debt building up inside of you. Um, and that, that kind of, you know, it increases and it compounds over a lifetime. And so you end up, you know, feeling a lot of pressure that you, that you never ventured out, you know, and, 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 and felt, you know, this, this liberation of just doing what you want to do you know, for once. Um, it doesn't mean that you have to give everything up. You don't need to completely change your life. Right. Um, not, not everyone is able to do it or like can afford it financially, but at least sometimes, you know, you can step out of your, your normal world and just dare to do something which no one else has done before. And I see it always when people come on, on, a, on a sailboat when I do like maybe longer trips, longer journeys, and, and they just go away from everywhere. You know, they don't see the normal world. They just see the they see the sunrise and the sunsets and everything like that. And, and they just, you know, they bloom, you know, you can see how they just become so empowered and, and re-energized. Yes. In those ordinary moments that the, what that life offers, the amazing moments yeah. that life offers that, yeah. yes, that can't be purchased at the Porsche dealership. 
<laughs> if not, they'd be uh, purchasing those moments as much as they can. And then it seems yeah. almost like counterintuitive that I, I got to just see that sunset or that sunrise, that, that thing that's free, that the moment I could step outside of my comfort zone. Yes. Good, good. So that's what touches yeah. your heart. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. sharing that. Because um, I think it, it allows um, someone who's watching or listening to understand what it is that inspires coaches to do this work, because it is kind of diving in deep to, you know, wh where, what it is like to walk in their footsteps. And thank you. Thank you for sharing. Okay. Um, anything else on that subject? This. Oh, good, good. Uh, maybe something comes along, you know, the conversation we're going to have. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Um, because yeah. I, because I, I, um, I imagine with sailing, I had sailing lessons when I was a teenager on the Atlantic, and it is a very uh, visceral, five sensory experience that is, yeah. it's, it's better than a roller coaster at the amusement park. <laughs> There's the smell of the what, ocean, what, all of it. Yeah, when I saw, you know, I also race, um, and, and I normally what I do is I have, you know, people come on a race board, I train them a bit, or sometimes I just do like easy races, not like super, you know, crazy, crazy racing. And what I see is how I've got a couple of friends, you know, they're entrepreneurs. And when they come on the board, you know, just let, they, they just let everything go. They just want to do like one simple task, like, you know, um, pulling a rope and, and they're just super happy with this one single focused task. And, and it allows them also to forget whatever else is going on in, in, in their lives. Um, now, so you basically can use, you know, sailing in, in various ways, you know, just to work with your brain, with your mind, um, to, to shut down everything that, that normally, you know, would uh, concern you or, you know, put some sorrows into your life. And, and the, one, the things we can't control, the problems yeah. we can't control. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so you can use it for both, but you can also use it to, to re-energize, you know, to, to find uh, a moment of peace, a moment of, of where you can go inside, you know, you, you have a couple of deep breaths or, or you do some, some meditation and it's, it's really perfect environment to, to just, you know, calm down, you know, kind of reboot your, your system. Now, if you, if you use the analogy of, of a computer, you just shut on a computer and you reboot it and, and, um, and and that's just a very powerful experience um yes for a lot of people i think that you, you don't have to go sailing for that i mean you can right. also do it in a one-to-one -one session like either in person or over zoom right but sailing just assists or at least you know it mended uh, various types of sailing as well you know you you can go out in calm seas or you can go in a storm it's very different experience <laughs> so what we're talking about is you know <laughs> we're going out in in fairly calm seas hopefully normally you know we sail but it's also you know once you're able to switch off the engine and you just hear the the, the sound of the uh people love that um so we're always looking a bit obviously we can't control the weather uh but in in greece the nice thing is and it's similar in the caribbean in in the season there you know, winds are normally quite stable. So you, it, it's, you know, that's why a lot of people come here to sail because it's a, such a beautiful environment to be in. And the, condi the conditions are, are great for... For teaching, for, coaching principles and getting people yeah, out of yeah. their ruts, absolutely. 
So if you could connect uh, sailing with human development, um, what might you say? Um, so there, there are a couple of, you know, analogies, like what I mentioned earlier, you know, about the, uh, you know, your captain of your own ship, which basically means, you know, as I go through life, at some point in time, you know, a lot of people, hopefully, I, I don't think our your viewers, but there are people that, you know, keep on blaming others for whatever happens in their life. So, so once you recognize, yeah, once you recognize that, you know, don't blame anyone else for whatever happens in your life. So let's say uh, once you go out at sea, no matter what happens, you know, you need to deal with it. And there's no one to blame. You know, if, if your engine shuts down because it didn't, you know, change the oil, as an example, it's not the mechanic's fault. You know, it's like you just forgot, you know, probably. And, and it's human to forget stuff. So sometimes yes. things in life, they just don't go well. But what it allows you is also to develop a plan what you do in case you know things go wrong right. right okay so what i mentioned was that if you take responsibility of your own like whatever you do in life sometimes you know things don't go well it doesn't go according to plan yes like i think somebody said a lot a lot sure doesn't go according to plan yeah <laughs> <laughs> like i think mike tyson said everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the face yes you know, yes <laughs> 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 and it's all about how, how often you can be punched and still, you know, continue get up again and continue, right? Right. Don't give up. Right. Yeah. Um, there's, there's so many examples of, of this, you know, I think if you speak to super successful people in, you know, matter what in life, right, they all had their phases in life where things just didn't go well. Right. But they overcame it. They, they um, you know, they, they, they stood up again and they kept on walking and they, Maybe they fell down again and they fell down again, but they kept on walking into the direction they wanted to go. And that's how they became really successful. Yes. And I think a part of that, uh, the behind the scenes doesn't always get talked about regarding what they needed to do and had to do, uh, both uh, internally in their, um, you know, the fears and the insecurities that come up, but also externally and taking those right steps. So like connecting it back to sailing for a moment, it's like, you know, did you put the, the oil in the engine? Because nature yeah. is a very harsh teacher at times because nature doesn't give yeah. you a second chance there's no dress rehearsals in nature that's it <laughs> yeah and sometimes you know you have a contingency plan let's say in sailing if the engine doesn't work you have the sails right so you can right. still go but you know maybe there's a problem with the sails and you end up just drifting in the open water and and then you might want to have another contingency plan for that but sometimes you don't then you just go and you go for an adventure you know and yes. see what's the outcome Yes. And it's interesting because I think out in nature also, it's um, uh, social programming. Um, you know, we can't say, well, we believe that this is how it is, because if the wind is just blowing at a certain speed, um, that's just what nature is delivering that moment. And yeah. yes, so we can't fall back into, well, my title at this company is, or my position in society is this, and, and, and put our foot down and stomp it, you know, out on the open seas. It's... Um, yeah. <laughs> you either have to step up and grow and push through but you're right when it comes yeah. to excuses the ocean doesn't care about your excuses the ocean yeah. is going to be practical there was one thing uh, i wanted to say before you mentioned or behind often just see the successful person but they don't see what happened behind the scenes i think there's a, there's a great you know analogy outside of sailing is like comedians okay. a lot of the successful comedians you know when they end up on the big stage 
no one sick, no one ends up on the big stage. You know, you don't come up with a couple of jokes today and you're going to be in a big stage, right? right? So they were in the small clubs. They were in front of people, maybe five people, maybe 10 people. Maybe they booed at them, you know, and they, they were throwing jokes with no one. No one found them funny. So right. they had experience, I think, you know, and, and one day, particularly when they have hecklers in the audience, right, and how to deal with hecklers. I think that's just, you know, that's like 10, 15 years of, of real life education, right? And it is real life, yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and you have to go through this to, in order to be, you know, at the stage where, you know, a bigger audience starts to see them. And if you're unwilling to go that, to walk that walk, right? And do the work, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Then you're not, then you're not getting in onto the big stage. So. Yes. And I think there's definite growing pains when somebody's got to do those small steps that somebody might think, yeah. oh, that's below me. But yet that's what yeah. builds up the muscle power and the seasoning so that somebody can step onto the large stage. Yeah. It's interesting. One of my associates shared a statistic recently, and the statistic was that most financial planners do not last beyond six or 12 months because they forget to relate to their customer. And I thought, wow, but that's getting your hands dirty. That's when the CEO walks the floor because the CEO can't just yeah. stay in the ivory tower or behind hidden in their Definitely, office yeah. suite. Um, they have to walk the floor. And I think that's even just circling back to the comedian example. When somebody has to stand on stage, you really have to connect with other people. You have to connect with your audience. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah you can't buy that. In real life. Yeah, sorry, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, like it's only in real life when people, you know, when, when, when I coach people, and they realize, you know, what is their true passion. Sometimes you also have to take a step back. Maybe you, you know, when you were in your, when you, after you started, you started business, you took up a job and it pays you good money and you, you adopt a certain lifestyle. And I but made it. After 10, yeah. <laughs> and then after 10, 15 years, you realize, you know, am I going to do this until the end of my life? Um, right. A lot of people enjoy what they do, but a lot of also they don't. I know. And, and then you shouldn't be afraid of we as coaches can help them and, 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 and put out a plan, you know, okay, why don't you go back? Why don't you go back into the small bar mm -hmm. and try your jokes on 10 people and just build up something new. You can, some of them, they do it next to their job. Some of them, they, you know, completely leave their careers and try something completely new, like, like I did, you know, I was in the height of my career looking after an entire region for the company I was working for, but I just wasn't, you know, I, I felt I'm, like it's not right for me I'm, there's other stuff I want to do in, in my life and I just you know left it all behind and, and I, but I had to take many many steps back in particular financially in order to do really what I enjoy doing on a day-to-day -day basis but this I could do until I'm 100 it doesn't matter right yeah <laughs> it's like, because it's so enjoyable speaking to people right and helping people and you know it also obviously you know it's also enjoyable for myself, you know, to learn about others, you know, and, and what they are up to in their lives and see them, how they, they grow um, in their lives. There's something energizing about honest conversations. Yeah. Yes. And so before we move on to the next question, what would you say your superpower is? And I realize I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> My superpower? Yes. You, do you know what it is? If, if you're willing to share, if not, I, I won't. Uh, it's, it's like... It, you know, a lot of people that I, I speak to, coach, they appreciate the gentle pressure I put on them. Like, there are quite a few, you know, they basically, they, 
they seem to tell me what they believe I want, I want to hear, right? Oh, because, yes. You know, yes. Once you start, you know, getting into the inner game, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the emotional level and you start asking questions, you know, and you know, this, this is now getting, you know, personal. You know, I'm gonna, <laughs> it is my turn, you know, <laughs> this might hurt, right? And, but, you know, I've been, um, I had really a lot of good success. not to come up with excuses, you know, somebody, you know, they, they start giving excuses. I can't do this. I can't do this. And I said, okay, let's have a look at this. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why is that? And why is this? And why don't you do this? And then you realize it's just a fear factor. There's anxiety there. There's fear. And I help them. So this is like, um, uh, I think my, my superpower. And I also, you know, I, I talk to talk and I walk to walk. You know, I, I never expect anything from anyone mm-hmm. that I wouldn't do myself. Right. Which is also um, really important that you bring that up because coaches, if they're not doing the work, there's an energetic connection with clients that their clients can sometimes stop doing the work. And we might not understand why, because we, we told them, but yeah. yet if we're breaking through new grounds and we're expanding our comfort zone and exploring new adventures and taking new risks, there's, there's an energetic um, immediate feedback loop from the universe. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very interesting. So you would say gentle, a gentle communication, a gentle communication style. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Thank you for answering. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Okay, so uh, what do you think halts or stops people from adding a coach to their team, oftentimes for personal growth? Um, I, I think. Or I feel, I know a lot of people, they, they're not looking for a coach. They're looking to achieve certain results in life. But they're yet unaware how they can get there. And coaching, let's say coaching, I think is fairly, I think in the US it's not that new, but in the rest of the world, it's quite new. And um, there have been some really, really super successful coaches and, and the whole self-help you know, industry is, is, is a multi-million dollar industry. But somehow a lot of people, and I think for good reasons, are also quite suspicious. Um, you know, how, how can a coach really help me and benefit me? Yes. So I can only hope you know, the people, also we spread the word you know, through what we're doing today. We let people, you know, we expose ourselves yes. to the people out there. We show them who we are and give them a sense yeah yes and and spread the word you know and and also through our own experiences like you know we spoke I think through email about you know how how I got you know how I would have had benefited a lot from a coach in my corporate career right um and at the time it just wasn't accessible to me maybe I wasn't open enough could be you know maybe I I can't remember to be honest if I was approached ever by a coach or not um but nowadays, when I look back, you know, there would have been many times, maybe I would have left earlier. Uh, maybe I would have, you know, changed career earlier. Uh, maybe, who knows, you know. Um, but there's certainly quite a bit of advice that we are kind of being trained, I think, after we leave school or university, like once we have our de- degrees, like we are not conditional, we are not trained that we keep on seeking, you know, a coach pretty much you know a therapist whatever you want to call it um in 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 our lives 
And like, you're basically just being let, left out there and say, you know, for the next 50 years, you're going to do one thing and one thing only. Oh, and then yes. it's changed dramatically, right? Yeah, well, wasn't that the message though? Yes, I thought <laughs> when yeah, I would graduate yeah. from Penn State, it was just going to be like this straight line until retirement. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. I didn't get enough of the memo that it was going to be like this. Yes. <laughs> Yes, with the Mike Tyson punches. Yeah. (laughs) I have a very good friend of mine. So I'm from a quite traditional part in Austria, close to Switzerland, you know, very traditional people. Really. So this friend of mine, he's got a PhD in economics. He works for a major, major company. Like it's Austrian based, but it's like they've got it's a worldwide business. And he I like him really, really much. but he tells me, you know, he tells me every time I meet him, um, you know, how frustrating the job is, how he hates the job. But what he's he's working towards is retirement, which is in about 20 years. Oh, the security right? of the retirement. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, to be honest, you know, he, he would have enough cash. He, he could retire today. Um, but he, he's, he's very traditional. You know, all his investments are into gold. He doesn't do anything in stocks or shares or mm. um or, I mean, nowadays with, with crypto, new like the various types of investment, right? And he's at an age where he could still do it. Um, but what he says, you know, I'm going to go every day to work and everything I can think about is 65 when I retire. And then I'm going to do all the things that I want to do today, right? Yes, then I'm going <laughs> to live. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and I'm, the last time I met him, I, you know, sometimes I try a little bit, you know, to, to speak to him, you know, try to coach him a bit, but okay, he's immune to coaching. He, he doesn't want it, right? And <laughs> the pride. obviously we can't appeal to everyone, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but there are people out there that, 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 that think like this, right? Of course. And, 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 you know, it's just a different way and I'm not judging, right? I'm not judging right. at all. I mean, um, but I think he, he would be, I mean, this is where we come from, you know, from, from even from my parents, you know, they kept on telling me when I was younger, get a job, work until you're 60 or 65, retire, try to enjoy life in between those, those years as well. Yes. But a lot yes. of our parents, they've, they've struggled a lot in their life. So I think we are a generation that is, you know, we obviously benefit from all the hard work that's been put in by our grandparents after the, after the second world war and by our parents and, um, but our lives are so different to our parents' lives, I, I feel. Um, of course, with today's influences and it's a, yeah. it's a different world. Um, and the internet has opened up so many possibilities as well where you can do something outside of the traditional kind of office type work. Absolutely. It's interesting because I think that there is so much pain that people carry around in their life, different degrees of pain, and they won't um, always be open to asking others for help because they see it Um, either as a weakness or they're judging themselves of why don't they have it all together. What I found, what I find so surprising is how much people carry for years. And if they can meet what I call the the right person at the right time and have the right conversation, how much emotion pours out. And that emotion can be two and a half hours sometimes because it's, it's, they've, they've dragged it around and, and, and then finally the swimming pool opens and it's just, they're so relieved. Yeah. Yes. And I think that there has Absolutely. to be a change in the, in the programming because what, if what they're doing right now isn't working, 
then is the programming that they were trained with um, in service to them or is it hindering them? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely a lot that happens to us in our childhood. And, you know, without going That's well meaning. much deeper. That's, yes. Yeah. That's well meaning. Or like just, you know, yeah, you know, adolescence. Uh, I mean, you know, a child just sucks up all this information um, in uh, when when we when we grow up, and and it's like there's one type of conditioning. You know, when I see parents out there, and like a child is trying to do something. For example, uh, uh, there's a little wall, wall, and a child jumps, you know, off the wall, and you see parents. Some parents they encourage their kids to try out these things and, and experience, you know, jumping somewhere and right. feeling this these the successes of doing that. And right. then there are other parents who say, no, don't do it, don't do it. You know, you might get hurt or whatever. Scrape your so knee. You're taking away, yeah, you're taking away the, this potential feeling of success of the young child, of right. achieving, like overcoming a fear and the um, intense feeling of success of, of doing that. Right. right. So there's just so much that happens in, in our childhood. And, you know, obviously you, you, there's uh, uh, trauma work, which probably psychologists and psychotherapists should focus on and, and I want to go there as a coach. Mm -hmm. um, that's probably for them to work on. Um, but you know, you can, you know, at least inform. I mean, I, that's what I do. You know, if if I feel that you know this is going to go very, very deep, emotionally deep into traumas, you know, I can also recommend therapists. You know, we we do have a network of um, of people around. Of course, uh, yes. Like in terms of other coaches and therapists, mm -hmm. where because um, I I I. I kind of want to want to focus on the present and the future and if it goes too much into the past you know i'll i'll, I'll move it on to some therapist work yes and, and referring it over although I, I do want to say one of the, the most amazing gifts that anybody can do in addition to coaches is just to be able to listen without bias yeah because uh, in society an untrained listener will keep going um back to maybe themselves or what they know compared to just letting the person get out whatever it is and um yeah there are some coaching sessions where one question can be asked the entire time and that one question is what else and what else and the person <laughs> yeah, yeah. the coachee can be like a deep well because there's so much that they want to say and when yeah. we live in this society of new sports and weather how often do they really truly get to say what they want to say like you had mentioned at the beginning of our conversation today about like bringing their authentic self forward and allowing that to emerge mm. yes yeah there's one exercise i'm doing with uh these clients is like where you ask them for a solution to their problem and they come up and you ask them to come up with 10 solutions oh, that's um, right at least and them you know think. the obvious ones the, uh, the obvious ones come you know right away but once they are at number six or number seven that's when they go deep inside and then and then actually i think comes out what what they really want um yes. so i think everyone can try this you know whoever like your your viewers you know if you have a problem in life try to put down a list of, of 10 solutions to to your problem and 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 thinking about what's number nine and number 10 you know is that really something that was obvious to initially or did that require a bit of you know going inside and feeling really feeling how you feel about the problem and the potential solution Yes, because it's, the answers are within us. Sometimes yeah. we might not know and we'll need outside feedback, but other times yeah. we haven't the answer. Okay, yeah. wonderful, delightful. Um, in your tagline of coaching is an opportunity to go beyond the normal and experience the extraordinary, 
Uh, would you tell me more about this thought process of your tagline? That coaching is yeah, an opportunity sure. to go beyond <laughs> the normal and experience the extraordinary. Yeah, I mean, if, if I might reference back to my own life, you know, how I took up a job as a, as a finance director and later CFO, and, and that would probably be, you know, for many people, they look up to, I mean, I had people looking up to, to what I've been doing and the career I had and, and you know, traveled, you know, worked in, and lived in, in so many different kind of countries. And it was, for others, it was extraordinary. But for me, it was the ordinary. It came, to be honest, it came easy to me. Like I didn't have, it was like, I was talented, I was gifted in it. But when I started to feel inside of me and I said, okay, somehow there's something inside of me that doesn't make me happy. You know, it, it, I, I want to I wanna help other people. I don't want to be in, in, in front of spreadsheets all day long and checking. There was also a lot of compliance work, controlling in there. And I didn't feel comfortable being after other people and telling them what they're doing wrong mm -hmm. um, all day long. So I, I started to look you know, outside of this. I started to look, how can I move beyond where I am and really live the life that I want to live. Initially, I did it myself, um, though along the, the road, you know, once you start asking these kind of questions, people start popping into your life, yes. like coaches yes. or yes. like therapists or, or people that have done these steps before. Correct. To help you along your journey. To help you on your journey, yeah. And that's how we go from like the ordinary to the extraordinary. Because then you start to really live. Yeah. Yes. And, and that I just want to highlight something to piggyback off of what you just shared, which is sometimes uh, people think of legacy as the traditional definition of property and financial assets. And I do agree that is a part of it. But there's another aspect of legacy that's qualitative, and that includes enjoying life and leaving a record of how you lived uh, to be a positive role model for others to say you don't have to be the first that, um, you know, leaves the mold of what we were programmed or taught. Uh, you can yeah. experience this, you know, every aspect of this world, travel to 15 countries, go out on, on sailboats yeah. and, and take chances. No, you know, the, the financial security is important, right? To whatever kind of lifestyle you want to live, you know, there needs to be some financial safety and security. So that's really important to plan that out. I think I heard once Mother Teresa apparently said, you know, it takes a checkbook to conquer the world or to, oh, to save the world, sorry. It takes a checkbook to save the world. Um, so there's, and I remember another coach once told me, you know, if you, you know, let's say you are, let's say a, 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 you know, you give away all your assets and everything you own, and you sit on the street and you meditate all day long, mm -hmm. you have no money. And this is like your contribution to the world. Mm -hmm. That's not much of a contribution because you don't have the means to get your message out to other people. Right, right. So you, you also need to have the financial means to get your message out and, and have an impact for the people. So what's been the... Um, oh, go ahead, please. No, sorry. Please, please do. Oh, uh, what, what would you, and I'm putting you on the spot again, what would you say has been the most extraordinary part of your life so far? It kind of started to look inside. Okay. <laughs> because I, I think, you know, when I... Everything I did in my life, you know, just to, to go abroad, um, all these adventures. Um, I wouldn't say I've been running away from going inside of myself. 
Um, but there, there, I think there's certain aspects of it. Of course, when you're young, you want to have adventure, you want to go away, you know, you want to experience different cultures. At least I, mean, I, I, I want that. Mm -hmm. um, but there was also a certain aspect of it where I was kind of trying to avoid, you know, to go inside of me and, and start questioning why, why am I the way I am? And, you know, what's the purpose? What do, what do I want to do in, in my life? And it came to me later and it came through meeting people and other people who've, who've walked the walk before. Mm. And that's when I, when I realized, I can tell you one thing, like when I was doing Ironman races, I think there's a lot of, a lot of testosterone, uh, there's a lot of emotion, you know, like maybe mainly men, but I'm not sure if it's limited to men, but we carry a lot of anger around with us. Ah. Because we're not, we're not doing what we want to do. So we become trapped, trapped. Yeah, trapped. And, and there's some anger be, building up inside of us. So you see people, they're trying to release this anger in, in sport. You know, right. they do. And, and there, there's certainly there's some people who do this because they want to do self-development and they. Um, but they're also what, what, what I felt, there's a lot of anger around in people they don't have their life together somehow. And they, they go now into sport. They do like extreme sports, they buy the latest equipment, they spend the money and all of this because they are fearful of going where they really want to go. And that's kind of when it starts the inner work, right? And I have to feel that I was there as well, you know? I had this amazing corporate job. I had, you know, a lot of money and I could have do whatever I wanted in, in my life. Um, and but then, you know, I just didn't enjoy it anymore. And I saw, and this is nothing against Ironman racing. Everyone should do it. It's, it's, an, it's an incredible sport. And we know how, how healthy, you know, um, sport can be in our lives. Especially with obesity also, around the world. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, so, you know, I think for myself, my, you know, biggest challenge in life and my, my biggest contribution to myself, mm -hmm. the, you know, and I started to go into the topic of self-love, you know, how do I speak to myself? Because I've, I've been really harsh to myself for a very long time in my life. Of course. Yeah. And that's the drive that can propel someone forward. But at the same time, it's like, how many yeah. more times do we need to like whip ourselves on our back? Like do it better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then just be, you know, be, be comfortable in, in where you are and, and calm down doesn't mean that you're not doing anything in your life anymore, but what is it really that, I mean, for me, it was like, how can I make an impact to other people? Right. How can I make an impact to children? I was, you know, fundraising. I did fundraising as well when I was in corporate. Um, but there's so much we can do, I think, when we are energized, when we are motivated. And once when I got out of corporate, Mm -hmm. Yeah, sorry, I don't I was just gonna, off topic. No, no, that's okay. I was just going to say when 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 it's an, aligned on the inside, somebody is is much happier and at peace yeah. compared to when you spoke before about um, specifically men that can do extreme sports. It's um, you know if they're trapped on some level or in some aspect of their life, and then they start to feel like a caged animal. And so if they only have one outlet, then that outlet is going to be like ten x you know, yeah, 10 times, yeah, yeah, uh, because yeah. if that's the only treadmill they can go on, but any, every other area, it's like, if it's like nine closed doors and then one open door, of course, then that one open door will be the only place that they will feel freedom until they're 
either ready to unpack and open up the nine other doors, or they can, and I'm going to do a plug for coaching, find someone <laughs> who is a guide such as yourself yeah. that can say, I've walked through that path and I can be your guide through the forest and the trees to get to the canoe by the lake, because right. I know what to look for. Watch out for that pebble. And there's, you know, some poison ivy over there. What, I mean, that's a metaphor, obviously. Um, so yeah. from living in Australia, as well as the cities of Hong Kong, Shanghai, Paris, Vienna, Zurich, Bangkok and Singapore, what have you enjoyed the most about traveling that you wish others would know? Uh, I think the biggest impact it made to me was um, I met, you know, I have friends now all over the world and all pretty much all nations. And one thing I realized is that us, like the human race, no matter where you are born, we are inherently good. Some of my best friends are from Russia, from the US, from various countries in the world, and I love them all to death, right? But if you look at the global political level, like how countries um, kind of yeah, are in competition with each other, you see how people are being politicized uh, by their leaders. And that's a really sad thing. But what travel does to you, apart from the cultural immersion, I think everyone knows when you leave, let's say the US, you go to Europe or you go to Asia, you, you know, you put your, 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 um, your vision opens up, you know, you, you are being immersed in a different kind of culture and it impacts you profoundly as the person who you are. But when you go back home, we still are being fed every day Unfortunately, a lot of negative news um, to divide people. By... Yes. Yeah. With the media, I'm never really sure. I mean, media is a businesses, so they sell what, what sells. And it seems like negative news sells better than positive news, unfortunately. Right. So I don't want to, you know, I don't want to blame in, in any way media. So it's up to us as, as human beings to attract the kind of news to us that we also want. And to be so critical thinkers. Yeah, yeah, be yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I remember when I was in high school, you know, a teacher told us, you know, always read, but I think in Austria, we're like five different newspapers and they say, read all of them, you know, and make your own um, judgment on all, on all of this, right? Because there's one which might be a bit more left-wing, another one who's a bit more right. You just want to read all of them and, and form your own, own opinions. So what, what it does is when you travel, you meet people and um, let's say an American meets a Russian and you might realize that the guy is very similar to who you are. Yes. Um, and you have, you know, the same kind of or similar value systems. You know, you want to enjoy life. You don't want to, no one want, wants to go and fight a war, I think, you know, Correct. in my views. Correct. No one wants to go and does something bad to another person, but it's the systems that we are being, that we live in and we are educated in that somehow condition us that we, think of other people as adversaries in our lives yes yes well said coaching um and also what what you know there are big communities evolving worldwide um, where people meet of different nations different cultures um and hopefully we can grow these communities um to have more people come and access it um so we can you know make the world a better place at the end of the day Yes. So uh, that's, that's amazing. I think what I'm hearing is that it's the ability to see others as humans that you wish that others yeah. could know about the experience of traveling. Because I think one of the yeah. things that war does with its propaganda is it makes others 
uh, when, they, when if there's, quote, an enemy, a villain, right? Uh, the villain. Yeah, yeah. Since the time of Aristotle, <laughs> the villain. Yes, it makes the villain. Uh, so then we get to dehumanize and, um, yes, just devalue them. But, but, and so that's part of the propaganda of, yeah, that they, they versus us, us versus them compared to when somebody can travel. Yeah. I think uh, if I can add to that, I think one of the biggest aha moments to coaching is, oh my gosh, somebody in that other country, that other part of the world, that other time zone, is just like me. Holy cow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Whether it's the Middle East, Asia, it doesn't matter. South America. It's just like, it just, it's, it's so eye-opening. Absolutely. Yes. And I think it makes, I don't know about you. It makes me more loving to the human race. How about you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, humans, we, we are, we can do so much good. I think we have so much energy to be good to mm. others. Yes. Um, and unfortunately, often we're not using it. And don't ask me, I don't know the reasons for it. Um, I guess education is a big is a big issue in, in all of this. So I think the better we educate it, um, also in, in, in emotional education, like empathy, EQ, not just IQ, yes. um, the better we, we can get along as humans. I mean, I feel a European project like European Union has been a huge contributor to, um, to being a better um, in a world. Um, and, and, you know, democracies, no matter where they are, also contribute significantly. And just hope that the nations, you know, I hope that we never see major wars again in the world. Um, but in order for this, you know, that we don't have any wars, I think every human in the world needs to find his or her own place where they can contribute in a way, in a positive manner, right? To let that energy, that the energy doesn't become aggression or anger, but right. something positive. Yes. Because there's always a choice where the energy goes. Absolutely. So I'm going to do one more plug for coaching, which is coaching allows that energy to be redirected so it doesn't yeah. become stagnant yeah. and just stay. Because yeah. if yeah. somebody feels trapped or stuck, then it, it's, it just magnifies and magnifies. And yeah. then it's like the rat around the, the wheel or the, what I call the yeah. loop yeah. around the airport. And you just want to exit out of the airport. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so when, it, when, that, when that energy gets redirected, then, uh, then humanity can uh, create compared to destroy. Or, or what, you know, the, another analogy is if you've ever had um, chickens, you know, for uh, the brown eggs, sometimes one chicken, if they see, do you know what I'm talking about? They'll peck. And, and yeah. I, I would like to think that humans are much smarter than chickens. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Compared to when, when there's a frustration of, um, or a lack or a scarcity. Yes. Because. Yeah. Uh, with the imagination within all of humans, especially children. If you ask a, a child to solve a problem, they could do your list of 10 in about 30 seconds or maybe three minutes. Yes, yes. Okay, so what do you think is your expertise in being able to walk a client through to the next level or their higher level of thinking big? My toolbox. <laughs> okay, okay. And like, it's, it's obviously, you know, and There's life experiences. Experience. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All the experience that I have acquired throughout my lifetime. Also the, um, that I was, I think I was never afraid to question what I was doing and look in, in, in my impact into the world and also the ability, in, you know, to, to let other people come and help me. You know, it's, 
it's it's a big you know task for a lot of people to go out there and expose themselves and and be not fearless but be bold let's put it this way um and and i've done the work and i continue doing the work because this work never finishes it never it's never done right correct but you can you can help the people you know that that are inspired by what i did in my life and i can help them you know to come where i am and there are other people they've done ways greater things than i've done in my life right and they're gonna pull me you know in, in into their direction so um so this is you know what, what obviously apart from you know the education um you know the the theoretical frameworks that there are out there um and and the toolbox and 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 one thing i think that where i'm really good you know i always get this feedback is my listening ability um i although today it's all about you and me right so right. We're, we're, not, just, like, we're chatting it up yeah. yes this yeah. is not like an official <laughs> coaching session fyi yeah. yes yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> But normally I would, you know, just sit, uh, sit still and, and listen and, 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 you know, give a couple of inputs and comments, but normally I'm the one who listens mm -hmm. and, and, and my, you know, clients are the one who would be talking and, and I got, you know, I just got a, such a broad range of experiences in my life that normally there's always something I can come up with, you know, to, to give some input to, to anyone who wants it. Right. Cause you've done it. You've done the work. Yes. Yeah. And you're still doing the work. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. So what is the greatest benefit or strategic advantage that a coach has brought to you personally, as well as professionally? I think the biggest work is, um, or the biggest benefit that I got from her, like I've been working with a coach now for about half a year and she just, you know, she, she also knows she, she listens to what I'm not saying. Mm. she puts the finger there right and, yes. and she normally this has got to do you know with with my inner critic um with you know my, my fears i still you know have my own fears you know there's in i mean she, she believes in what i want to do in with my life you know she 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 keeps on having she keeps on holding up a sign saying you know this is where you want to go right and and to talk about the emotions inside of me that are connect with certain actions in my life and she's just the best and I spoke to you know various coaches on on this topic she's just the best in really pinpointing um and it 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 hurts but it also doesn't hurt you know um it it, it like it, it's because she puts it just so well and she recognizes me um and what's going on inside of me that I'm willing to open up to her and grow and come out and and work on it and 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 go beyond you know my own limitations and and my i mean my self-set limitations and really you know break up the chains and just move into the direction i want to go in my life right um and and yeah and it, i mean it's it's amazing when when you start opening to the coaching world and and you can get different um different people into your life that help you to go beyond your own limitations. I mean, the, the limitations you set on yourself. Mm -hmm. Good, good. Yeah, I like what you said about that she could put a, kind of like the finger right on where the, the you know, what she is seeing by what you're sometimes not saying, because yeah, yeah. it's, uh, it takes courage. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And final question, what would you like your legacy to be? 
and how do you think you're defining, developing, and executing it today? I think, you know, like, like many people, I would just like to have a positive impact on as many people as I can and be a good role model for people. Um, I have like this, this, this dream, this vision of, I build up something here in Greece, you know, uh, maybe on an island, a kind of a house, almost like a farm type, you know, where people can come, they can feel liberated, like there, there's no rules, like people, you know, they can paint, they can play the music, they can dance, they can, they can cook, you know, it's like a joint community of people that do good, um, mm -hmm. you know, including, you know, I, I was thinking maybe, you know, maybe even adopt a couple of kids just because I have the ability to provide, I think, a good, you know, future for, for them. Right. And, you know, nowadays you meet people, they, they say they don't want to have any kids anymore because they feel in growing up in today's world, it's, it's it, it, like the world is so terrible that they want to put kids in, 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 into the world. I say, no, come on, you know, there's just so many opportunities. There's so much good we can create as, as humans. Right. And we, and we who have realized the impact, the positive impact we can have on others, you know, we, I mean, we should be putting kids into, into the world and, 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 and give them our values and, and, and make sure that they carry our, our visions forward. Um, obviously, it's up to them, but um, at least we can, we can try to transfer that, that value to them. So, you know, with, with everyone, I think there, there was, a, I read recently an article where a sociologist said that even the most introverted of us will influence about 10,000 people in, in our lives. Oh, wow. I'm and, an introvert. That's good to know. Okay. <laughs> are you? Are you sure? <laughs> that's, so, good, um, that's a good number. Okay. <laughs> I now know the target number. Okay. <laughs> so I'm trying, you know, whenever, you know, when I'm going, there, there, there was something that happened to me yesterday. I was at the supermarket, a local supermarket, and somebody, like at the moment, because they only allow a certain queue outside of the supermarket, and somebody bought like a, a big, box of, I don't know what was inside the box. And, and she was trying to navigate through this queue and she was kept on hitting people and, and, and the side like this, this is, this is kind of a sidewalk there. And no one was just going there. So I just, you know, went from the back of the queue to the front of the queue, I took the box and I carried to the end of the queue. So she wouldn't, you know, hit any people anymore. Right. Um, so I'm trying you know, just to be a positive force, um, right. positive influence to, to people, be a good role model and hopefully um, have a positive impact uh, in the world. What I imagine is like the day when I die, and mm -hmm. I'm sure I'm gonna, that's gonna be after I'm 100. Yes, um, yes, of course, yes. So, <laughs> so you live the full life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I just want that to be a big party, you know, all the people that I had a positive influence in my life, that they come mm -hmm. and they party, you know, what we have created together. And, and if that's, you know, the end of my life, then I would be super duper happy. And the celebration. Yeah. Yes. You know, we celebrated life. We, we were good, you know, positive impact on, on people. And uh, I think that's as much as, you know, you can do. Well, that's a beautiful legacy. So thank you so much for taking the time today to be so transparent. And I love the legacy that you have. And I think that 
you're defining it today by your values around fairness and truth and just uh, stewardship and contribution. And it's amazing. And I think you're also developing your legacy today by your actions of working with other coaches and inviting clients on sailing trips on a, you know, in the Mediterranean and on, you're executing it in real time, no matter how scary it might be or what you have to work through on, in the inner world with fears and insecurities, you're doing it. And I think that is what is that that is what counts. Mm. Thanks so much, Angelina. I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a great fan of your work. You. And I really look forward to following you, you know, over the years to come. I think there's a there's a lot in, in there for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. And thanks for coming into my life as well. Yeah. This has been so much fun. And I again I just want to say that I, I hope that others will. Uh, reflect on this conversation and think about what next steps you can take when it comes to uh, defining, developing, executing your legacy, and also realizing that there are resources in this world beyond technology of live human beings that are willing and able to help you through to your goal and to your vision. So thank you so much for joining. Thanks, Angelina.